Welcome to Brook Talks America, home of the New Right, and our Tactical Tuesdays podcast with Joe Dolio, also known as the Joe Stradamus and Brooke the Magnificent Show. Welcome to Joe. Um, just a reminder that you can sign up at each of our sites for alerts on new articles and shows. Mine is brooktalksamerica.com. Joe's is tactical-wisdom.com, and he also has a YouTube channel of the same name. Tell your friends and leave us a comment. Say how much you love the show. Also, as I've mentioned before, the website for my new T-shirt company is newrightmerch.com. Please send to your fellow salty patriots. And follow me on Getter and Facebook. And for the merch company, which I'm using until hopefully Elon gets me back up on Twitter, um, is is on Getter. I mean, is on Twitter. I'm on get her on facebook but i'm on twitter at new right merch so um go to the website too to receive email alerts of the show for the shows and articles um so today is halloween i just want to say pray for all the tots out there uh i hope there are lots of people that are actually participating i am not one of them but that the tots can go out safely and protected especially as the ccp is trying to make their killer fentanyl look as much like candy as possible. It's absolutely atrocious. So I want to pray for all them that they have fun. And um, before we get into it, as always, I'd like you to start, Joe, with a Bible verse for our times, as is our custom. All right. So the one for our times today is Exodus 32:26. What it says is, so he stood at the entrance to the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites rallied to him. Um, the context is this. Um, we're at a point where you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to decide which side you're going to fall down on. Uh, so if you're for one side, you need to rally and do something about it. Uh, if you think God will forgive you for just standing by, uh, you are mistaken. That's uh, James 4.17 tells us that. So you have to pick a side. Good, because it really is getting to be that. T- I mean, it's been that time. Obviously, we've been talking about this for a long time, but, you know, time is of the essence and it's ticking by ever so quickly. So, Joe, there's a lot going on. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, we could do 12 hours really probably in a row of all that stuff that's going on. But and it's getting more intense the closer we get to the day that you're not sure that will matter, which is Election Day. But, you know, for all for um, hyperbole sake, let's say that it's going to happen uh, because it is fresh in the news and it's naturally being lied about spun and weaponized is Nancy Piglosi's husband, Paul Piglosi, getting beaten up with a hammer by a guy they're saying they're trying to say as a conservative, obviously, is just in time for the elections. I mean, who'd have thought there'd be a false flag right before the midterms? Like, you know, it's, it would be totally shocking. Um, in actual fact, right, Tucker talked about oh, yeah. tonight, which was great. He's a dope-smoking, queer, hippie nudist who's against capitalism living in San Francisco and is in the country illegally. He's a Canadian citizen, right? Yeah. Obviously, this stinks to high heaven. Only a moron. Okay, I know the left is more would believe that what is being spung out there, Democrat voters are, of course, morons. I've written an article on this. I think this is totally a juicy Smollier situation. What do you think? Well, I just before we got on here, finished reading 
the FBI affidavit they used to get an arrest warrant for Mr. DePape for the crime of attempting to kidnap the family member of a government official and attempting to kidnap a government official. And I have just one word to say about it. Bull something. Yeah. Um, it is, it's absolutely ludicrous in that it expects you to believe a few things that are ridiculous. So they state that there's a witness who was a security guard in a neighborhood who saw a man dressed all in black, head to toe, go around behind the Pelosi house. He heard a banging noise. Then a couple minutes later, he heard sirens. So he's saying there's only a few minutes timeline. Then the FBI says, you know, the police officers arrive at the door. Someone lets them in. Again, they don't identify who lets them in. It's not Paul and it's not David. So somebody else was in the house who let them in. Okay. So they walk in the house. They find Paul and David in the in the state of dress they were in, both with their hands with the same hammer. And they said that Paul greeted the officers. And the officers asked what was going on. And David said nothing and then yanked the hammer away and, and hit Paul in the head. Um, if he was seen a couple minutes before wearing all black, how did he get almost naked in the couple of minutes before the officers arrived? Yeah. Right? And why would Paul tell a guy who broke into his house, um, I need to go in the bathroom and charge my phone? <laughs> um, and if I was attempting to kidnap them, why would I let him? Right. So literally none of the story makes any sense. And of course you go into the FBI affidavit and they say that they've interviewed him. And he said that he didn't give up and he attacked Paul because he felt he was just like the founding fathers fighting the British. There was no surrender. Well, then he surrendered less than like 10 seconds later. So which is it? You can't have it both ways. The story stinks to high heaven. The FBI didn't make it any better with their affidavit. Um, I, I don't imagine that we're ever going to get to see David's day in court because I imagine David's probably about to befall some sort of terrible accident while he's in jail. Really? Well, would you want him testifying about what really happened? Yeah, but how do they get away with this again? They've gotten away with it every single time they've done it. I know. Actually, I shouldn't say it like I'm so shocked. You know, I know what do you? Right? I heard though that there are supposedly rumors in San Francisco. Obviously, that's what it is. That is that Piglosi is like a a closeted queer, and he got busted in some freaky stuff, and he's probably an alcoholic. I mean, he uh, he well, has a lot of DUIs and stuff apparently, so he's an alcoholic. I don't like think Nancy. he's all that that closeted because really, when they arrested him for drunk driving. Um, both airbags went off, driver and passenger. So the passenger side airbag only goes off when someone is sitting in that seat. Have you heard who was in that seat? Who? No. No one has. You right. know why? Why? Because it was a guy like David DePape. <laughs> really? Well, it's highly likely. I mean, think about the, the evidence, right? They get a call. The the nine one one call is very clear. That it was from OnStar, both airbags deployed. Both airbags don't deploy when there's no one in the passenger seat. So what's the only reason why they would not report who else was in the car with him? Well, because it's, it's Paul Pelosi and they don't want anyone to know. So he ha- kind of has this kind of a history of being with odd men at odd hours. So I'm just saying. Yeah, but how I mean. You know, we, we, we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, and, and this is a question for the back the blue crowd. How the hell do we have cops that don't 
tell the real story. You know, like, yeah. wow. I, I'm behind you 100%. That's why I, here's the thing. Um, police departments exist now off of federal grant money. That's the only way they're getting by. So when the federal government says you're going to play ball on this, they play ball just the way it is. Wow. So and again, um, this is one of those cases where the officers have to decide, is your pension worth more than your honor? Oh, my God. Yeah. Basically nothing is. So. Well, I say all the time. Pensions make pussies, you know, and the the military and law enforcement. This is why I've never been a reflexively back the blue person. And too many people on the right are because they, they're not thinking clearly. You know, the military has been compromised, obviously. And, and we're finding out the law enforcement people need to understand law enforcement is the domestic militia militia of the it's the domestic military of the state so all the you know all conservatives we love the military fine i love the military too i absolutely do i'm a little bit too much you know unquestioning about what they're doing in faraway places but law enforcement has it right here so what most people need to don't understand and what they need to understand is that law enforcement doesn't exist to protect you and they don't exist to protect law and order they exist to protect law and order for the government so think about um, all the Supreme Court decisions that have ruled that the police don't have any duty to protect you. And think about what the police do when a riot happens. They don't come and defend your neighborhood. They fall back and they defend government buildings. Oh. And let that be your lesson as to where loyalties lie. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've worked in law enforcement, uh, both on the public and private side. And I, I, I support constitutional officers 100%. But let's let's just call a spade a spade here. The money is what gets officers doing things the way they are now. And that's why their command structure tells them what to do and why they they have to do it. Um, You have to decide if your oath means anything to you. Yeah. And I will tell you that the Bible says if you take an oath and don't follow it, then there's there's going to be some punishment for you in the end. But uh, I just take oaths a little too seriously to accept some of the nonsense we've seen from law enforcement. And you know what? All the good cops I know agree with me on that. Well, yeah. And, and look, obviously what I, what I tell people every day is like, there's no routine stop. Okay. So if someone's driving and they see it, you know, it's a trap, a regular traffic stop, how many people have been killed on, you know, how many cops have been killed on that? They get killed on a domestic violence or something like that. I'm not saying, you know, that there aren't good police officers, obviously. I mean, it goes without saying, but I, and I started talking about this when I had my radio show after the pandemic started is like, I was looking at all of the cops who were arresting people for stupid stuff like a, a father playing catch with their daughter or a guy that's paddling out into the ocean by himself. You 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 have to make a decision on what you're going to stand for and realize the only people that support you are on the right. So absolutely. Yeah. So I want to I mean. Be, with this Piglosi thing, though, the, the it just it's so funny to me because it reiterates that point about like the left can't meme. And immediately I, I wasn't on Twitter till just like 30 minutes ago because I just signed up for my for my uh, T-shirt company 
which I um, so I haven't been reinstated by Elon Musk. But all I could think about is how glorious the memes were. It was like I was saying, we're going to, you know, the uh, Fetterman debate. All I could, you know, I texted you um, when that was happening. All I could think of is I just wish to God I was on Twitter because not only would the action be so great, but the memes are absolutely glorious. Oh, they are. They are. And I actually put out quite a few threads about speaking of Fetterman. Uh, and their inability to meme, this alleged burning of Fetterman's sign oh, on the same night as the Pelosi thing. Yeah. Um, so that woman who took the video <clears throat> is a rabid uh, Democrat operative, uh, and her neighbor is also. So you know who set that fire. It was them. Yeah. And they arrived just in time so you could see it on fire, and it still says Fetterman. It's so nonsensical. It's absolutely silly. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, obviously the Katie Hobbs office break in, I don't think the guy was, if, if that was legitimate anyways, the guy's an illegal alien, just like to pape, whatever his name is, illegal alien from Canada. The other guy, I don't know where he's from. So they're, they're so desperate, you know? Well, yeah. And, and the situation, all these situations are, are coming to a head um, to where they're justifying certain things. And I think um, if you take a look and you carry this out to its end, what you end up with is what we're seeing this morning in Brazil. Yeah, I saw you tweeted about that. Talk about that. So my family has strong ties to Brazil. My grandfather used to work for the U.S. Embassy, and my father actually went to high school, three of the four years of high school he did in Brazil. So, um, like, my family grew up, all of the older folks, uh, you know, my dad and his sisters all spoke Portuguese and all that stuff. So I've got a very special place in my heart for it, and uh, I've got a lot of friends in Brazil. Um, so they had the runoff election on Sunday night. Sorry, excuse me, on Sunday night. Bolsonaro won six out of seven districts in the yeah. country. Um, Lula won just one. It, he won it by just enough of a margin to push Bolsonaro out, and Bolsonaro was leading all the way through the night. Stop me if you've heard this before. Yeah. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. And um, so meanwhile, in the middle of the day yesterday, the military police, which is like the state police here, um, the military police down there was watching this bus and they were hauling people around and the people would get out of the bus and they would go to these cars that had Lula stickers on them. So the officers watched and sure enough, people would come out of the voting thing, go straight to the Lula car and get handed 100 rias which is, you know, like a hundred bucks. And so the officers uh, went up, stopped that vehicle. And there was uh, pretty close to a million Rias in the car. Um, they were paying people for votes. And of course, uh, Lula's office comes out and says, no, 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 that's not what was going on. And they arrested him for something totally different. And the money was just coincidental. Yeah. Cause in Brazil, there's just carloads of money driving around following <laughs> buses, right? It's pretty common. Um, but here's the dangerous part, and a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking because it's in South America, Brazil is some sort of a backwards country, and they have these problems all the time. Brazil is the most advanced country in South America. It is a modern country. It's, it's, a, it's a member of the G8. It's a big deal. It's not, it's not Venezuela. It's not Peru, right? Right. It, it's a big modern Western nation. So when we see this happening there, we have to wonder why. So when you go back and you look at the last few years, um, they're calling these people that they're killing in the streets today, 
bolsonaristas, which is a lot like Trumper, right? Yeah. And they're saying that they're fascists and they want to take away rights. They want to end abortion. They don't want your kid to get a sex change and they're just evil people. And now folks are killing them. This is the inevitable outcome of the rhetoric we're seeing in America right now. Um, they want this attack on Pelosi to be what they claim it is, even though it wasn't, so that they can justify a response in kind. I'm going to tell you right now that there are leftists here in America looking at the situation in Brazil and literally licking their lips with anticipation of the day when they get to go around and shoot people on the right. Yeah, and it's just not right. Yeah, they're, they're the celebrating. We, they're saying the they right, want to do it in America, too. Yeah. 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 We on the right would rather be left alone. And on the left, they want to kill you. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, Michael Malice says they want you dead. They'll settle for your submission. I don't talk about that guy. He's not a serious person. That's so. a, that's a correct statement, though. No, I, I don't disagree with that. But yeah. Why don't you yeah. like him? I just don't. Really? I mean, he's really obnoxious, but he's, that, he's really there you smart. Go. I yeah. don't, I, listen, you can be as smart as you want, but if you're just obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious, I don't I don't need you. Yeah, no, I know. I'd rather we all pull in the same direction rather than trying to own our own side, which he does a lot. So, so. does Cernovich. Yep. And I have I feel the same way about Cernovich. So, yeah, he's kind of a he's he can't decide which side he's on. And hey, everyone saw the very public spat between me and Scott Adams both times. And I feel the same way about Scott Adams. Oh, yeah. He's another one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I was speaking earlier of Twitter uh, and speaking of Elon, he's official. Uh, he's the owner of what he calls himself, the chief chief twit. I wasn't on, like I said, until just a few moments ago. Um, but apparently he's done, you know, well so far by firing in uh, the people that were responsible. Well, that guy, um, I forget her name, uh, Durjai or whatever her name is, that was on. She was on with uh, Jack Dorsey on Rogan a couple of years ago. I think that was before they took Trump off. And she's yeah. just she was just completely full of it. And I've in hindsight, he did not press them hard enough at all when they were there because they were lying the whole time. And apparently they've been meeting since Biden got in with DHS censoring Americans and everything. But yeah. and so before we get into that, because I know that, you you know, you want to you probably want to talk about that. Um Elon's done pretty well so far. I he they put Kanye back on. Obviously, Kanye, you know. A lot of people will know what he's involved with. I'm not going to get into it here. Uh, but he put, they put him back on before the deal was finalized and everything. There are a bunch of other people on Babylon Bees back on, um, which is excellent. My feeling that is that he should reinstate Trump immediately, even if Trump won't use it, which he said he he's not going to. And he should actually – I wish he would actually meet with Trump. I'm not sure that Trump would do that. And – he can be used. He he got Fincham back on in Arizona, which was really good because he was kicked off like eight days before the election. He should be hammering about election integrity and putting up a hotline for reporting on fraud and irregularities. What do you, you think know, about that? I think that's a great idea because a lot of people don't know this fact I'm about to give you. Today, in a court in Washington state, they ruled that Facebook had committed 
820, I believe, uh, campaign violations in the 2020 elections and uh, fined them $320 million. You won't find that story running around on mainstream media, but it's true and it happened because Facebook and Twitter have a disproportionate ability to impact the outcome of an election with the fact that they're somehow magically been made the determiner of truth, right? Right. If they put a warning on something, they don't have to prove that they're right. They just get to say, this is misinformation and leave it. And that impacts the outcome of an election. Yeah. Well, they they were obviously doing that and nothing, you know, Beyond yeah, what beyond those fines, I mean, those fines aren't going to make a difference. I mean, the guy's a billionaire, but nothing's what's really going to happen to them. It's already done. They know that. That's what Mark Elias knew. They wrote articles about it. That I think it was a Time article mocking. They they wrote about the plan before the election, and then they wrote the Time article basically mocking, talking about how they were going to fortify the election afterwards. They knew that there was nothing they could do. They shut down Trump's ability to fundraise on Facebook. Right. So, yeah. yeah, this is why when everyone tells me they need to decertify the election now, I, I, I kind of chuckle because what good will that do? It will do literally no good. There's no vehicle and no way forward from that. Right. There's no. Well, then I guess we have to do it over because Joe Biden's already been sworn in and he's already there. So we need to instead of trying to relitigate the last election. We need to be focusing on the next one and what we can do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, spend that energy where it can actually have an impact. It can have no impact looking backward. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit. We talked a little bit about it last week about Eugene Yu, but there's new information that I want to talk about. But Mm. before we do that, in related news to what we've been talking about, PayPal and the censorship issue, right? Because the whole thing with Twitter, you know, I don't know whatever his business. I hope I'm assuming he obviously has business plans, ways to make money off Twitter, which is which is totally not a business model. It's a joke. It's just a intelligence operation. Twitter has been, you know, I'm thinking I'm wondering about why Elon Musk actually is doing this. Okay, he obviously has some kind of ideas to make money. But I was thinking about. So, okay, he's a he's a really, really wealthy guy. He doesn't really need to do this. And now that he has bought Twitter, he's going to get a lot of heat. Heat. I hope he's ready for, but he's got like eight children, something like that, you know? And I, I mean, I don't know how much Twitter and free speech will really affect him as being that rich, but maybe, you know, maybe he's doing it for all children and all future citizens to under, to have this platform where they can speak freely. Because if you don't have, you know, if Twitter's able to censor you, that's just going to be the beginning of everybody else doing it. You know? I, I'm going to tell you that that I don't I don't hold the same godlike reverence for that man that most people do. Not you, but others. not me. Yes, not um, at all. Not not you. No, but yeah. but here you you raised a good point. He's got six kids with six different women or or something like that, and never married any of them. And you know what? He, he's not what he's not the conservative everyone thinks he is. He actually aligns far more with the left yeah. than the right, except on this one issue. And everyone wants to make him the white knight. Um, Okay, buying Twitter was probably a good thing, but let's just be honest. He's the most successful businessman in America. It was a business decision, right? Um, so he's got an idea to make some money out of it. 
Um, so I wouldn't, I, I mean, everyone wants to put all these altruistic ideas on him. You don't spend that kind of money for an altruistic idea. You spend that kind of money because you've got a potential to make it back. So uh, I, I, I would caution people from thinking he's going to do everything for the good of humanity. Um, so I, I you think don't think that that's, motiva- that's any motivation for him? I didn't say not any. I don't think it's his motivation. I think it's one small piece of it. The man is a businessman, and he's been very good at it. I mean, think about this. If it wasn't for Elon Musk, the electric vehicle program would have been ended a long time ago because he made progress. All the others are making progress. That's a left thing, not a right thing. Right. 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 And, and and so my point is, is that we keep attributing all these great qualities to him when in all reality, he's really just a businessman trying to make money. He's only in the electric car business because he got all kinds of government subsidies right. that enabled him to make money in an unprofitable business. Same thing here. He's just going to find a way to make some money. I get it. He's doing good things with it, and that's awesome. The two things can coincide, but let's not just assume he only has altruistic ideas out there. I, I, the thing is, is on the right, we do this so often. We see someone do one thing we like, and we latch on to him. It's like Tulsi Gabbard, right? Right. We see do one thing, we latch on him, we make him our hero, and inevitably, inevitably, they flip the script on us, let us down. And everyone gets all sad, depressed, and demoralized. Stop doing that. It's, you know, not you, but listeners. Right. Stop doing that. Yeah. Well, and 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 that is absolutely true. I I watch some conversations and disputes with people about that on social media and and programs that I watch. I never thought, you know, about him in that way. I was suspicious too, you know, because again, as you said, he is he does align more, I think, with the left. I'm hoping, right, you know, that that word uh, that he is about free speech. Look, I don't care about anybody making money. If he's able to make money and turn it into an actual business, you know, he's going to charge a fee. I'm sure that's what it's coming down to. And that's going to, you know, change the change the system, obviously. But if he's able to use that platform that so many of us have been on and gotten kicked off of and really feel isolated because it is an isolating thing, especially if you're involved with politics, but it's also for business. You know, if you have a business, he's going to charge a fee to the blue checks. I that's right. Yes. Okay. So I heard that and we'll see whether there's a membership fee. I I'm hoping that there is, he is sincere in his desire because you know, it's it is very important, okay, that yep. we have the ability to speak freely. I have to say myself, you know, I was on Getter pretty much from the beginning. As soon as Trump got kicked off, I was I I was already on Getter myself, and then I was more active. But it it's not, you know, we talked about this before we got on. It's not a good platform. They have, you know, they just got I think DMs. They don't have a clip tray. They don't even have good gifts. You know, you and I absolutely love Man on Fire, and I say if you are a platform. And you don't have a gif of Denzel Washington walking away from the burning car on Man <laughs> on Fire. Like you're not a platform. You're not even legit. And right they on. don't even have right I don't I don't think they have the Trump um, you know, WWE one either. And those two I use all the time. You're just not legitimate. I'm sorry. And it's been you know, I've been in the wilderness with Getter. It's the best I could do. You know, I was promoting the show and everything like that. But, you know, I tell them all the time, I'm like now, especially now that Twitter's back up, 
you know, with with assumably a free speech guy, people are going to go back to it if they can. Well, you know? I say this, too. And, and, and this week we've seen a lot of it from the from the left. I don't know if you went back and look at some of my stuff, but for the last three or four days, I've just been hammering all these leftists who said, if Elon Musk takes over, I'm leaving Twitter. And I've been hammering them. Right. Hey, yeah. you said you were leaving. You're still here. Can I show yeah. you the door? Yeah. And um, but then the same they, ones they, who are going to leave the country, by the way. Right. But then they all started putting out the same message saying, don't cede the space. Don't leave there. And as you know, I've been saying that about Twitter from day one. If they don't kick you off, don't leave, because if you do, you give up that ground. And Twitter is a far better ground than any other that's out there. Right. It may be imperfect. It may suck. It may have had a huge bias, but it was the, the battleground. And yeah. we don't get to choose it. We have to fight the battle space we have. If we suddenly all go over together and it's all of us over there and no one else, we're not going to change any minds. Right. So we need well, to be in that battle space. So and in my in my you know case, I had no choice. Like I right. they exactly. they said I was exactly. permanently suspended, and that if I tried any other way, and I was you know I thought about it because I know people that have done multiple, and I've had multiple accounts, you know. Um, but I was just like, forget it. I'm not going to even bother with it, you know. Um, yeah. So, but in related news to this, right? PayPal, who which originally came out and said that they would be fining account holders. $2,500 without their their knowledge, by the way, for quote unquote misinformation. Originally, they backtracked. There was such a fear about that. They backtracked it on, you know, on it saying that it was a mistake. They've actually reinstated the policy. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Um, it's going to last exactly until someone challenges them in court. Because you can't use the term misinformation. That's not defined. Misinformation, if you want to use the government's definition, is unintentional. Disinformation is intentional. You can't find me $2,500 for me putting out a story that later turns out to be false. So I think it's a much ado about nothing at this point. Yeah, it sucks. But again, we have to fight in the battle space we have. So if we leave there, what's the viable alternative for PayPal. And I get I get emails all day long from people telling me I need to use this, I need to use that. So I do my due diligence and I go take a look at the financials of these mm -hmm. other alternative payment things. And one, you've never heard of them. Mm -hmm. And two, they don't have the financial stability that I'm willing to trust my entire business on. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just I'm just going to be honest. They don't have the ability uh, if I said today I need all of my money out of there, that they can do it. I, I don't know that they all can. Well, so, not only that, but they have, you know, they charge a lot more. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I was talking with my business partner that I do the super, I have a super pack, right? I have a, and I actually have a PayPal account. I don't have that, you know, we don't have that much money. So, and I'm, I am going to take it out. So, you know, I don't want to. I don't What's funny is I'll get these emails from people and they'll say, I don't want to use PayPal. Do you have Venmo? Guess what? Venmo is PayPal. They're owned really? by the same company. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Same thing. <laughs> so whatever. Sure. Let's do Venmo. Here you go. Here's my Venmo. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. I've got other options for people who want to pay. But uh, seriously, I, I'm not moving my entire thing over there until you can present me with one that is the same low cost. Um, because quite frankly, I don't make a lot of money. Right. Uh, and two is, is financially stable where if I know that I'm going to the post office to charge up, like I sent some books to Australia today. So, Hey, 
congratulations. Someone is getting the first signed copies of my books in Australia. Um, but I, you know, I, I need to know that if I go there to pay 60 something dollars to ship something to Australia, that the money's going to come out. Right. And, and I don't know that with some of these, they don't have enough of track history. Well, and 10% off a book or a shirt is a lot. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. that's what the other one that he told me, the other one that was actually viable is, and, and quite um, frankly, that's the difference between me being able to pay for postage or not. Yeah, so. for sure. Now, much of this has to do the things that are going on, much of it has to do with Dementia Joe's uh, Department of Injustice. It's obvious there is a two-tiered justice system. You've heard, I'm sure, that the True the Vote directors of 2000 Mules, Catherine Engelbrake and her, one of her partners, have been arrested. Why? For not revealing their source in the Connick scandal. We talked about that last week. What's the Connick scandal, right? Eugene yep. Yu, the Chinese spy who yep. worked for that company and was stealing U.S. voter data. Just refresh that a little bit, Joe. Well, first of all, Greg Phillips is like the fifth person who has sent me signal messages and then got arrested. So I'm Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, I'm not the Fed. Um, yeah. But but here's the thing. So so Connick is a is a company owned by Eugene Yu, who has strong ties to China, who um, he only had a few counties as clients during the 2020 election. But ironically, they're all the ones that mattered. Wayne yeah. County, Michigan, Gwinnett County, L.A. County, uh, all of the uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, all of the key ones. Right. That really mattered. Um, Philadelphia, all those places. He was the person who managed their election information for them. Um, tabulations, employee records, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he made a part of his contract with L.A. County was that that information would be housed within the U.S. He allowed it to go to China and therefore was in violation of his contract. And that's what he's charged with. So this court case is Connick suing them because they want to know who told them about the, uh, the information, not that the information is false. They right. want the source for the information. Why do and, they have to give up their sources? Well, they shouldn't. They're journalists, right? Yeah. So when they said we refuse, they were found in contempt and then the U.S. Marshals arrested them today. Um, here's the deal. We're chasing the wrong issue once again. They want to they want to track down the whistleblower rather than address whether or not the information is true. Now, if you want to know whether the information is true or not, let me tell you this. When Eugene Yu found out that the L.A. County uh, um, prosecutor had a warrant for his arrest for fraud, the Ingham County Sheriff's Department followed him to the airport where he was trying to get on a plane with a passport and no phone, and he was trying to flee the country to China. That should tell you whether or not the allegations are true. Right. Um, but but they're making a big deal. They're trying to make it seem like these people are lying, uh, Greg and Kathleen, um, or Catherine, but they're not. The, their problem, the entire charge in court, is that they won't reveal the source of the information. Right. Um, we've we've never in, in the United States compelled that, except in cases of national security. And while I agree it's national security, it was national security at the time. It's not national security now because the election's over. So you yeah. can't force them to do it at this point. I mean, it's getting ridiculous, though, right? So I only wish I know that this is you're you're probably laughed to, at my naivete and my hopeful naivete about this that. 
if the republic you know if we have elections if the republicans actually win that they are just as savage as the democrats are and i mean i want to investigate what is under every single democrat's fingernails literally they need to investigate that, that, that everything that would be fantastic I know. we won't we'll take no. the high road and say oh we're not going to be like them we'll do the same thing we always do well, supposedly, you know, obviously they talk a good game. I, I'm, the jury's out on Jordan. He, he can talk a good game, but they haven't actually done anything. He's like, oh, they're going to have investigations. McCarthy's like, well, we're going to have investigations, but they're not going to be political and blah, blah, blah. So I agree. Here's the thing. A lot of a, apparently a lot of corporations are lawyering up because they know that the they're actually scared. The incoming group will investigate. You don't think that means anything? No, I think it's just good business practice. They're just doing it just in case. But but I'm going to point again to Brazil as your free preview. Um, Bolsonaro, by all accounts, swept the election. Still not going to win. Still not going to be in office. Bolsonaro has been in office for four years, and every single piece of the government fought him every step of the way. Boy, does that sound familiar? Yeah, including Uh, the Supreme Court especially. Including the Supreme Court. Uh, and they they let his uh, his opposition out of jail just so they could he could run against him, and they made sure he won. They issued a gag order on Bolsonaro yeah. in the two weeks before the election, telling him he couldn't talk about the fact that Lula is a convicted felon. I mean, it's just the whole thing is silly. And, and so people say, oh, but that's but that's down there. You know what though? It's the same thing that we saw here, and, and it's really no different. And I would like to think I maybe I'm just too jaded. I would love to think that things are just good this time, this time, this time things are going to yeah. change, but they're not. Well, and and here's the thing. The globalists want Lula, obviously. People need to understand what it means if Bolsonaro is not the president of Brazil or a guy like Bolsonaro, a Trumpian guy. Do you know Ch- who the most photographed people with Lula are in the last 30 years? Who? Fidel Castro. Yeah. And and Hugo Chavez. Yeah. There you go. Okay, but bigger than that, China. Oh, yeah. He is all in with China with the directly with the CCP. He was arrested for what? Criminality, selling influence to the Chinese Communist Party. Think about the fact that we have a the president of Brazil. This is in our hemisphere. Right. They're building massive. Um. Matt, they already have massive infrastructure investments in of all over South America, but particularly in Brazil, the rainforest and everything. It's a very serious thing, especially with Xi, you know, she being president for life. I mean, I would point out that uh, Brazil was the only South American country that joined us in World War Two. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, what what are the Brazilian people going to do? Apparently, there's a trucker strike or the truckers are out. The Bolsonaro supporting um, the truckers are out, and um, the vote is still out on the military police. The military police have been heavily supporting uh, Bolsonaro. They have not issued a statement either way. They were attacked violently last night. Their headquarters was was uh, pelted with rocks and explosives. Uh, they held the line last night. Who knows what's going to go on tonight? Um, we had a guy on our show this morning from Brazil who's been pretty active with them. Um, I'm keeping in touch with him every couple hours, making sure he's okay and his family is okay. The looting started sometime this afternoon down there and has only gotten worse. Um, who knows what it's going to be like when the when when the lights go out? 
But here's the thing. Here's why it's gotten so bad on the streets. Lula has promised to release people from jail. Oh, my God. He has yeah. said he's only going to work with people who worked with him. And he's not going to be a president for the people who didn't vote for him. And that those right wing people just want to enslave everyone. And they're Nazis. Does any of this sound familiar? <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is where we are yeah. in a couple of years. Right. Um, well, man, it's troubling. Well, you know, the people of Brazil need to stand up and risk their for their freedom. Hopefully there's enough of them. And the same thing here. Um, um, I want to point out one last yeah. thing on Brazil. Um, the B in BRICS, um, the, the Russian and Chinese economic group, right. is Brazil. It's Brazil, yeah. Russia, India, China, South Africa. Um, that was formed when Lula was in office the first two times. Yeah. So um, our one chance to break them away from BRICS is Bolsonaro. And I'm going to point out once again that in May, the director of the CIA, the director of the yeah. State Department or the secretary of, the, of, of defense, I mean, uh, and the uh, ambassador met with Lula and did not meet with Bolsonaro. Yeah. Um, let me see. Election interference, anybody yeah. interfering yeah. in a foreign election? It's cool when we do it, bro. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, remember what uh, when Obama was influence was influencing the Israeli elections. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're. Com- oh, my God. They're so completely full of it. So is it true that we're actually about 20 days away from having no like zero donut holes diesel fuel, Joe? Or is that akin well, to the rhetoric of the eighty seven thousand? No, it, it, it is true, um, but it's kind of a rolling thing. Right. Um, a certain amount comes in every day, a certain amount goes out every day. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do something quickly, we're going to remain or go below it. And if nothing changes, we probably will run out somewhere in December. Um, like completely? Mm, like all the trucks We'll, we'll never completely run out here because we produce some uh, oh. and we can buy some. But. If an emergency happened in the world, we would be out of diesel like within days. Okay, so they're not doing anything about that, though. No, and they have no intention to. No, right? Yeah, they say it's not important. They want to transition away from that. You'll never be able to transition away from diesel for the record. Never. Never going to happen. Or oil. There was a uh, I, yeah. I saw a video, and it was this black girl, and she was she was talking about how oh you know the the Democrats say, or Kamala said, get an electric vehicle and be in the good blind Democrat that I am because she said it. I bought an electric vehicle. And now because she's in California, she's like, well, now California is saying, oh, you're not necessarily going to be able to charge it. Oh, and by the way, it's charged with oil. The charging stations run on what? Oil. So yep. so they're telling they want everybody to get on electric vehicles because, because they want to be able electric- to control them. Yeah, electric yeah. vehicles are about control and, yeah. and limiting movement right. more so than anything else. Because let's just say I get an electric car and I travel for business, right? So earlier this week, I did a five and a half hour drive up to Traverse City. Yikes. Um, wouldn't be able to do that in an electric vehicle, not in one day. Right. I'm going to have to drive up there, stop for like eight or nine hours, and then drive again. Um, I can only go half as far. Somebody say, oh, I can go 400 miles in a day. Yes, but if I want to go back home, I can only go 200 miles in that day. 
And you'll be surprised at how little 200 miles is driving around town. Right. You put 100 miles on your car in a day easy without ever actually going anywhere, right? Just just running errands in that. So uh, it's just about limiting the circle in which you're able to travel. There'll be no, you know, running to New York City for the weekend. Nope, that's going to take you a week because you got to have three days to get there, three days to get back. And and how long to charge? That's the other thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what happens when the um? let me see what happened in Texas? Oh, yeah. The charging stations don't work because there's a there's a brownout power outage. Yep. Yeah. Or a flood. Let me see. Um, Florida. Anybody? Yeah, that's great. And you have an emergency. They keep building in areas that are already restricted, like in in the the entryway to the key to the keys. Florida Keys is Cardstown Road down in Homestead, Florida and mm-hmm. Florida City. And they keep building and building and building. So it's the the amount of traffic to get in and out of the keys is constricting it and constricting it and constricting it. So what if you have all these electric vehicles and they're shut and you have to, you know, they're shut down because they're out of gas or whatever. And you have to have, you have to have an evacuation. People don't think about stuff like that. Ask a fireman what will happen if you took a lithium battery that was being energized to drive a car and you put that lithium battery underwater, ask them what would happen. Yeah. It's going to blow up. Yeah. And and you're gonna have a fire. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of risk of things like that. And and I get it. Not a little bit of water. It takes a lot of water. But and they're sealed. But in a flood, that's not gonna matter. You're gonna have a, a bigger risk of fire. Um, we already have the bigger risk of fire because of more uh, current running through your house to charge your car. Right. Um, it's just it, all the way around. It it actually makes less sense than gasoline. Yeah, and it's not good for the environment. Oh, and by the way, all the caring people about the, you know, the poor and downtrodden, it's like little kids and little brown and black kids throughout the world that are getting that lithium. Yep, digging yeah. it out of the ground, making big old giant holes that they can't fill in. Yeah, but they love them so much, they care. They care, don't and, you know? And ask them how you recycle a lithium battery. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, well, listen, Joe, are there any, uh, topics that we haven't talked about that you think people should be on the lookout for? Um, I, I think that we should be really on the lookout for shenanigans related to the elections coming up this weekend. There's a reason why they're pushing, uh, election related violence from the right right now. And I think that you need to have your head on a swivel. I would just say for the next seven days. And you think that's everywhere? I think that's everywhere. Yeah. And so you don't think it's necessary. You think it's necessarily um, like close, close quarters or you think it's going to be digital, like virtual? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it, whatever it is, it's going to have to be big enough to impact people's minds and change their thought process. So well, this thing with Piglosi is not everybody knows it's a juicy well, it's let's also, you know what, you know what, I, I let me just run one last thing by everyone. Um, there was a drone attack, uh, seaborne and airborne drone attack on Russian naval facilities in Sevastopol, uh, Crimea, uh, over the weekend. Uh, there's seven or eight seaborne uh, drone canoes and several aerial drones that all attacked their large ship that they have out there and a couple of others. And they did a lot of damage. And um, Russia has said that now, in light of this strike, they can no longer honor oh, yeah, the, I saw that. The, the grain deal. So there's some, some bigger issues here is that 
Number one is Starlink guided those drones onto target. That's mm-hmm. that's proven without a doubt. Two, the Russians claim to have intercepts from Liz Truss's phone um, that indicate that the United Kingdom are the ones who blew up the Nordstrom or Nord Stream pipeline. And they have information that the United Kingdom provided guidance and training for this strike on the Sevastopol naval base. You're going to hear a lot of people in the media talk about how Russia broke the deal. Russia didn't break the deal. They said, since the other side's not going to honor it, we're not going to honor it. Right. And I don't say this because I want you to, to like Russia. Russia is a bad actor. They're not good in this. But the point is, Russia is going to have to retaliate for this attack. And they're claiming that the United Kingdom and a U.S. private business had a hand in killing Russian sailors. So uh, I would brace yourselves for something state level uh, happening in the next few days. What what better time for Russia to do something to the West than during a key pivotal election? Do you think that the that the trust she's just a cluster and that's why she was out or she was a distraction for them to be able to do that? I think that the United Kingdom is in complete and full collapse or just pretending like they're not. And she was just who they had. I don't see uh, Rishi lasting very long either. Why? Uh, why? He's a he total was, globalist. He was already out because of the disaster he made of their economy. It's only getting worse by the day. So, so why is they can say that he quit because he didn't want to. He, let, let me let me finish here. They can say that he quit because he didn't want to work for Boris Johnson anymore. All they want. He was told to get out because he was screwing it up so bad. Mm. Um, they put him in because he's who they had left. They literally had no one else. So, I mean, what else are they going to do? You know? Wow. Well, I guess we'll see on all that stuff. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be the most dangerous eight days in our country's history till the election, if we have it, and it'll get even worse from there. (laughs) That's what I'm saying between then and January, because I, I know that this is a hopeful thing. I know that this is, you know, probably, probably an unrealistic thing. The, the people on the right, I hope I should say that they are finally going to demand that these people are like that they do what they're supposed to do. But here's the problem with that. In Joe Biden's speech, you know, the Reichstag fire speech with the red thing behind him and the Marines behind him, he said right then that they're not necessarily going to allow certain right wing figures to take seats. He said they're going to try to steal the election and we're going to fight that. They're going to claim that these people stole those seats and they're going to contest every one of them until they're seated. And let's not forget, the Congressional Budget Office already ruled that there's a constitutional framework in which they can deny people seats in Congress for having made statements in support of January 6th. Election day, this isn't over. They're going to fight every single seat they lost afterward in court. And they're, they're going to forget that for two years they've screeched at you about it's wrong to challenge elections. They're already coming out now and saying elections can't be trusted. The Russians might steal it. The Chinese might steal it. Right wing white supremacists might steal it. 
they're setting you up for them to challenge every single win. So it's not over till those people are in those seats. Yeah, well, even Greasy Gavin is saying that there's going to be a red wave. I mean, they they say on the one hand, so the, I always wonder, I, I agree with you and like, you know, I, I listen to what you say and then I think, well, how, what are this, what are the psyops that they're doing? They went on TV and actually said that Fetterman did a good job. Some of them actually did that. Now, those are people that are paid puppets. I get it. But it's literally like a guy or a girl, whatever, that gets caught cheating and then says, okay, well, the side piece that's there in the bed is not, you're not actually seeing what you're actually seeing, right? Because that debate was an absolute cluster and everybody knows it, who's honest. But they're actually saying that. But then other people are saying they're really nervous and they're taking money out of places like the border. They have to defend seats now. This is what supposedly has been happening is that the RNC, 80 percent of their money is going on offense and and 80 percent of the DNC money is going on. They're having to on defense. They're having to actually defend Maloney's seat, who's the head of the DCCC. That's unheard of in New York. Well, I'm telling you, let's wait and see what happens between now and January. Let's not worry about November 8th because we might get a red wave on November 8th. That doesn't mean those people are going to be allowed to take their seats. Yeah. Trump had 800,000 votes on uh, Pennsylvania on on election night in Pennsylvania, and he was the winner. Biggest thing is they said Joe Biden got the most votes ever as a president. The person who got the second most was Donald Trump in the same election. Right. I know it's 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 so silly No, Well, they have they're such better planners at this kind of stuff. That's the thing. That's why I say Jesse Kelly always talks about this and he's totally right. We need to be as savage as they are and we need to use the power. He's right. And I'm going to talk about this. They wouldn't be so fired up and against these poll watchers who are watching the drop boxes. Yeah. Unless they were up to no good. Of course. If I, was, if I was above the board, I'd be like, please watch, videotape, and see that there is no one dropping off more than one. Instead, they're freaking out about it uh, and pretending like people standing 200 feet away is some sort of intimidation when the Black Panthers were literally inside the polling location with clubs. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm telling you, they're going to steal it. I mean, it's just the way it is. And they're going to fight the ones they can't steal. Well, this is why I say – they, you know, and I keep trying to get some people like Royce White and maybe, you know, if I had some kind of juice, I could I would call Kanye and say this to get a group. And we talked about it last week, a group of brothers, all brothers, OK, all brothers and maybe some some women, too, out there in front of the suspicious polling places. They're not going to mess with them. But, I'm telling but, you but, but we do have them. They're already out there with these groups. They just don't want you to know that. Well, get them out on video, though. This is what I'm saying. It's not a you have to know that they're out there. People have to know that they're out there and that they're harassing people but, like but that. They don't the, care if they harass the thing. you. We too. can put out the video all we want. They're not going to repeat it. They're only showing the video that they staged of two of their own people who look like white supremacists out there in body armor. That's the only video they're going to let get out. We can say it all we want and share it on Twitter with people who already agree with us. They're not the people we have to convince. There are ways to to do it. There are ways to do it. There there are people that are big influential right now. There's a guy that's on YouTube right now named Charleston White. If he were to do something like that, it would get big 
big news and Twitter could do nothing about it that because there's they have such big influence. Kanye could do it. If Kanye and Elon came out and said, we're going to do election integrity. By the way, we're going to have a bunch of brothers sitting there in Detroit and, you know, uh, again, you assume Kanye wants that to happen. Huh? Again, you're assuming Kanye wants that to happen and that he's really on your side. Right. Yes, you're right. You're right. Right. Um, but if that was the case, then he could do it and he would have a lot of influence. You know, he could call someone like Royce White and, and other people. I'm just saying that I will stand on that till I die. That is the way you break the matrix, because every single thing that they do, they are able to do it as like whether it's immigration. How do they talk about immigration? White versus brown. They never talk about the fact that illegal aliens are murdering black people in California en masse. Okay. And by the way, they murder them because they're black. Gang members that get out of jail, they go and murder a black person. Or if if they're trying to get into a gang, they go murder a black person. Nobody ever talks about it. You get enough of the people that are sick and tired of it and sick and tired of it. We'll see what happens. I, I agree. But I just think that that is the way to do it because that breaks the matrix and the matrix is part of what has to be broken as well as the deep state. So, but anyways, we'll see my brother because next week is Tuesday election day. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to actually have the podcast because I have a bunch of stuff that I have to do. So we'll do it maybe like on the next day and see even, even what the preliminaries are, but um, thanks. Any parting thoughts as we wrap up just that just everyone stay safe and pay attention to what's going on around you. Um, that situation in Philadelphia with the with the ATVs trying to get in the get in the vehicle. Hey, be careful. There's bad people out. Yeah, so. it's pretty crazy. Um, thanks again for another great Tactical Tuesdays podcast, Joe. Again, I want to thank you all for listening. Please share not only with your friends, but on social media to be a force multiplier. We're working to provide you all this information, which could potentially save lives. Check out our previous podcasts on all manners of prep preparedness um you can catch all of our podcasts on my website at brooktalksamerica.com they're also on iheart spotify apple amazon google and a bunch of others joe's website tactical-wisdom.com not only has his books available but his great articles so you can be sure to check those out also his youtube channel of the same name i'm on facebook and getter now i have at new right merch on twitter joe is on all three um and so check out the website new right merch we're going to have new stuff including razorbacks tanks long sleeves hoodies um i don't like hoodies but people like hoodies so what are you going to do it's for the salty patriots (laughs) i hope you'll support it we need to message with our bodies and be as salty as possible um so that is where we are. Our podcasts are great if we say so. So make sure you check them out and um, check out Joe's books and everything. We need to know what's going on in the geopolitical realm to accentuate our preparedness plans because they will provide what you need. So let's get prepared and see you next week on Brook Talks America Tactical Tuesdays. Oh, I believe the world is burning to the ground.